All right, everyone, welcome to the Joseph Orr Podcast, JV Podcast Network, here with producer Snowman and, of course, our very special guest. We have Big Ev, Double Vodka Don, your wifey's favorite big boy, I have to get all these names in here, TikTok star, bar, Barstool blogger, <laughs> Barstool college football show, and host of 808 and Smoke Breaks, the highest podcast in the game. Big Ev, thanks so much for coming on and welcome. Boys, appreciate you. That was a good intro. I like. Hey, that. thank you. We had, we wanted to bring Bigger the energy. Notes. You're a big energy yeah. guy. We had to match it. I love that. Love, I love it. That. Okay, so let's start here. I mentioned the TikTok star first. This is kind of a new thing for you. You kind of just stepped onto the scene with the TikTok. You've been all over Instagram posting them too. So you recently, because of TikTok, because of wiggle dicking, which we're going to get to. But first off, I want to know: Are you podcasting right now? Because this TikTok stuff, this wiggle dicking, got you into a hernia situation. You had to have hernia, hernia surgery. Are you podcasting hurt or injured right now? Right now, I'd say I'm hurt. So I haven't had the surgery yet. I have it oh. on Thursday. I don't know when this airs or anything, but I have it on Thursday. I have to go meet with the surgeon tomorrow, see yeah. what's going on. When, when I initially went in, they told me the doctor told me that like did the CT scan and everything said that I was going to need surgery, so I'm, I'm thinking that's probably what's going to happen. But gotcha. Yeah, so not, to, not till Thursday, but yeah. So okay. I'm hurt right now. I'm hurt. Okay, yeah, podcasting yeah. hurt. Got it. Snowman, what I do you was got? Listening to your, I was listening to your uh, latest show that you guys just put out, and you were talking about that, and you were describing, like, what it was. And I'm like, this is really, really familiar. Like, I seriously think I have the same thing. Because, you know, I always thought hernias were, you know, below the belt. And you start describing it, and I'm like, I got this big bump right above my, you know, or right at my belly butt level, and I'm like, freaking, is like Kevin Malone describing, uh, you know, stock freight or uh, yeah, it's when it? yeah, w- w- when uh, when someone comes in and they explain insider trading in the office, insider and Ke- trading, and Kevin yeah. does the talking head. He's like, I had Oscar explain insider trading to me again. And it sounds a lot like what I do here. So that was the situation with the <laughs> snowman. He heard what he heard you describing the hernia. And he's like checking off all the symptoms. Like it's WebMD. He's like, I think I must have a hernia. That's that explains this weird thing that's been going on in my stomach. Yeah, it's crazy. Cause I guess I'll explain to you. So it was like, I've been working out, whatever it was, I guess now, like over a week ago, it was like early last week Then I was feeling it. Or maybe it was like two weeks ago now. I'm losing track of time with the quarantine. Yeah. But it was like early in the week. I felt it and I kind of just like, it wasn't really hurt. I think I was doing core or something like that, like some ab stuff. Kind of just kept pushing throughout the week. It was getting worse and worse. Saturday, it was like, I was doing a pretty hard workout and I had to like stop, it was real bad. It's just this like sharp pain. Like it's like every time you bend or you kind of like, it's like you kind of like push on the spot. It just feels like someone's stabbing a fucking shank in your stomach. Yeah. I don't know if you're on curse or whatever. Yeah, we'll go ahead. We'll just tell people to put your muscle yeah. And I just was like, I literally was like, I was doing the burpees, whatever. I was like, yo, I, I can't do this anymore. So the next day I took off, like didn't do anything on Sunday. And then Monday it was feeling like the worst that it felt. And then it had this weird feeling where it was like, it's still kind of like this now. It, honestly, it keeps getting worse and worse. Oh man. I'm getting it soon. And it's like this weird thing where it's like my whole, like just stomach, like that, that bottom section just gets like this weird. It's just like numb and like tingly. Yeah. It's super weird. Yeah. But yeah, so then I went in, went to the hospital, whatever. They checked it out, got a CT scan, had the hernia. So I mean, oh man, what are you gonna do? I guess. But yeah, it's just it the sucks. Way- it's it's weird because it's like it does hurt pretty much all the time, but it's not like like it's not like crippling, crippling. But it's just when you like hit when you when you move it, button, 
when you yeah. push that button, it's just horrible. Mm. And oh. it happens like usually a couple times a day. I try to like, do, usually when you're standing like straight up, it doesn't, it's usually when you like bend over, go to pick something up. That's where the guy, the doctor was like, don't lift anything over like 20 pounds. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm battling through that. What do yep. you do? That's the way she goes sometimes. And the second part of this, so the wiggle dicking. Now, is this a your thing, a Barstool original thing? Because I've heard Portnoy say it. I've heard it on PMT. I've heard you refer to all the TikTok dancing as wiggle dicking. What is the origin? Where did wiggle dicking come from, that term? I believe Dave. It, was either, it must have been either Dave or KFC, I think. Okay. The phrase wiggle dicking. So, honestly, how this all kind of started, because I really hadn't, like, done TikTok until probably like two weeks, maybe three weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. And then Dave was like, not, he was kind of giving me a little shit about the workout videos. He was like, why are you posting the blog, whatever? Like, and then Dave and or, uh, Dan and uh, KFC were kind of having my back with it a little bit. And I guess they had just been talking about wiggle dicking. And then KFC was like, Oh, like it would, what if, what if he like wiggle dicked and Dave kind of like lit up and was like, Oh, like that'd be funny. Yeah. So then K so I actually saw it. Cause one of my friends that watched, Sent it to me was like, yo, you should like watch it. And then K uh, KFC texted me like later that night. It was like, yo, like I put, I threw this out like off the hip kind of and Dave like lit up. You should give it a try. Yeah. So I was going to do like my own dance. And then I kind of just had this, my, I was actually one of my good friends, shout out Sean, one of my like best friends in college. He used to film all my videos when I started in college. He was like, yo, you should duet like this kid. And he sent me this video of this little blonde kid, like doing the Tootsie slide. Yeah. I was like, oh, like, this would be funny if I just, like, had my shirt off like him and just wear the same, like, outfit. And I just did it, and it kind of just took off. So I was like, fuck it, like, I'll just keep running with it. And they kept taking it off, kept, kept taking it off. And then the one I did, I did this Addison Ray one. Yep. Where she's wearing this, like, bodysuit thing. <laughs> yes, that and was that, great. That just changed everything. That was the game changer. That was probably <laughs> maybe, the, maybe the fifth one I did. And it's funny because I thought all the ones I did before that were way better. Yeah, and I did that one thinking I was like, oh, like whatever, it'll be like it'll be good, but like nothing crazy. And then all of a sudden on TikTok in like a couple hours, it had like a million views. Wow! And now now it has like I think like nineteen or twenty million views on TikTok. Wow! And I literally had like I think when I woke up that morning, I basically started from scratch. So in like four or five days, I gained like two thousand followers on TikTok. So I was like, all right, like it's doing like it's like it's going up every day like right and then probably within 48 to 72 hours after i posted that video i had like ninety thousand. wow so I just like, shit, like like i just got to keep running with it so i mean it's been going well yeah absolutely i look back i was looking at your your blogs on barstool and back on april 21st your your blog i love the title true life i'm addicted to wiggling my dick and there was another one it's like there's a new sheriff in town in the world of TikTok or whatever it was. So, you know, yeah, so it really just kind of started. It's, it seems like this, it reminds me of uh, Terry, Ho Terry Hoyt's Mark Wahlberg and the other guys where he started doing this satirically just to make fun of everyone. Just like how he learned how to ballroom dance and do all these things to make fun of people. <laughs> so that's, I feel, I just love how the origin story of this, because you weren't trying too hard. You're just having fun with it. And there's people who probably bend over backwards and they're like trying to figure out algorithms and hashtags and all this and what do I even film and you're just having fun with it and boom you look at it that's what the platform that's what social media is all about like putting stuff out there that's funny that you enjoy and then letting people that also have the same sense of humor find what you find entertaining and run with it and that just seems kind of like what your situation has been with TikTok and you've really embraced it yeah it was pretty organic because to be like completely honest like I really didn't consume much TikTok. Like, obviously, I was very familiar with it. Like, yeah. I saw it here and there. Right. I didn't really. I posted like 
twice, like maybe, I think it was like literally months and months before, hadn't posted again. So it was pretty organic. And then, like, still to this day, I honestly don't consume like a ton of it, to be completely honest. I kind of feel bad saying that, but it's right. true. But I mean, I enjoy, like, I do think it's funny because I think so many people think that the, like, the people that I impersonate, that that's kind of like all TikTok is. Right. And that's really not the case. There's a lot of super, like, funny, really creative people right. that make good content. Like, you, it's not like every video has to be a 10 second dancing video. There's minute long videos that are like really creative, funny. Right. So, I mean, there is like a whole nother, and there's like so many different like worlds of TikTok. Oh yeah. But to me, it just was like the wild west. And I really didn't know what I was doing. I always just kind of, I was like, fucking like, I should just do this kids. Cause I always kind of, even as a bigger guy, kind of my whole life, I always was known for being like a pretty good dancer, especially when I get a couple of beverages in me. So <laughs> I mean, I always could move a little bit. So I was like, I was looking at it. I'm, after I did that one, then I'm looking at more and more, and I'm like, I really think if you give me like 20 minutes, I can I can learn this dance. Right. I gotta show up my girlfriend. I've been staying with her. She's been a huge help because actually two things. She was a she did like dance her entire life, and she was a fashion major in college. Oh wow. So one she like she basically learns the dance in about two minutes. Yep. And then to me like the opposite way because to mimic it you have to kind of do everything the opposite. Yep. So it's usually harder because then I usually have to start everything in my left hand. So. She kind of teaches me how to do it. And then she also somehow has been amazing at just like turning t-shirts and like just yep. random things like into these outfits somehow that look like similar. I noticed and I that. Just, and I, and I just kind of wear her mom's clothes <laughs> yeah. a lot of it. That's like actual girl clothes. I've just been wearing her mother's like shirts and stuff. Right. So, I mean, it's worked out. It's been kind of like a perfect storm of like good shit. There you go. That's, that's awesome. I love it. Now, is that video or that workout out there where you think, now, was there a moment when you got the, going back to the hernia thing, like where you got hurt, was this in the middle of like a dance or a workout or was it just kind of progressive one day? It just kind of got to the point where it was too much of an annoyance and you had to shut it down. Well, I think the, I think I kind of made the whole joke into it that like I wiggled dick in the hernia, but it yeah. definitely was the working out. But yeah, I think it was I was doing this like core workout. I don't think it would be on the video because usually like when I was filming, I would just kind of film the first like right ten seconds. So I think it happened like some point later on in it, and then it was like I felt it, but it wasn't like too bad that I'd like stop. And then it took me. I think it was Monday or Tuesday, and it took me till like that Saturday to where it was like wow. I, I can't do this yeah. anymore. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay, so as we mentioned earlier, let's let's transition to this now. We mentioned you're at Barstool Sports, a blogger, part of the college football show. Let's start here in your bio. Something that really jumped out to us and something that cracks us up is that you were catfished into thinking that you had a job interview. So we can't, it would be against the rules of podcasting. There aren't many, but this is definitely one of them. If we didn't ask for you to give us that story because that just sounds like a wild story. So we want, we want all the details, all the background on that. For sure. So it's kind of a long, it's like, there's kind of like a story before the story. So I'll give you Let's that. Let's do it. So <clears throat> obviously I went to Ohio state, my senior year, I had gotten picked by the kid who had like already ran the bars to Ohio state account. Okay. To like do content. It was kind of funny how it happened. So there, there really was like, I noticed for like such a big school at the time, it had a pretty like low following on like both platforms. So I remember I reached out to the account because I, I, I always wanted to do sports like media. I was I'm a huge bar. I became Barstool fan kind of like right before I came to Ohio State was a big fan. So I reached out to the account was like, hey, like if you ever need any help, like I think I can contribute, blah, blah, blah. They were kind of like, all right, like appreciate it kind of thing. Like sounds good. We'll reach out whatever if we if we need you, whatever. So it was during the summer. I was living in Columbus. I was taking some classes in the summer living there working just so I could like graduate, make sure I graduate in the spring. And 
I literally, they, so they put out a tweet saying like, hey, we're looking for like, we're expanding, we're looking for like an on-camera personality. And I was like, well, this is literally what I've wanted to do my whole life. So like, I was crazy. I started typing out in the messenger to like, to DM them on Twitter. I'm typing out this like super long thing, trying to like, like sell myself, basically pitch myself to get the spot. And literally like, while I'm typing it, I was like almost done, probably like 80% done. They send me a message. Wow. Saying like, send your, send your best content here. Yeah. So I basically just kind of finished it and like told them at the end, wow, I literally was like just writing this and sent it. And then like literally probably like a day or two later, the guy was like, yeah, like you got it. And me not like this, this is literally just another college kid running it. Like it's no, nobody from the headquarters or anything like that. Just a kid, a student who had been running it. They, they were expanding the college count, which now you've seen like two, three years later, like it's really gotten huge. It's awesome what they've done. Like one of my roommates like in, in Hoboken actually like is a director of the program. They've done a great job with it. But um, so they picked up, it was like another person to like help with the Instagram, someone to help with like graphics and things like that. And then like me to do like, just try some content. So I started doing that. I didn't realize at the time I had no idea that no one, like no viceroys had really made like actual like original content before. Mm -hmm. So, so I made one, I kind of had one planned like all summer working my ass off. I had this whole spiel where I started this thing called talking bucks and kind of like my first like segment that I did for them where I would just kind of like do my little shtick, like the big F double vodka don stick, wear the Hawaiian shirt shorts, like kind of just make crack some jokes in the other team, give a score prediction. And so I had this whole thing written out, ready to go. We were playing Indiana. I remember we went like to the stadium, film it. I whole thing I knew sex sells. One of my, one of my uh, girls I was friends with who was like good looking girl, I'm like, all right, like you want to be like, kind of like my, like little video vixen. She was like, sure, like definitely down. <laughs> so literally I'm like, I'm literally, I'm fully ready. I'm dressed, gets to that day to film it, fully ready dress in the Hawaiian shirt. Text her be like, yo, like I'm about to come in like 10 minutes. She's like, yo, my car just got stolen. True story. It really did get stolen. She's wow. not like one of my good friends this day. Her car right. legitimately got stolen. Crazy. Jesus. She ended up getting it back. Like found it. Like it got found. Yeah. So I'm bugging out. I'm like, oh my God. Like, I don't know. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Text another one of my good looking friends. She said she's down. End up scooping her like on a whim. She had just finished class. Literally picked her up. Went to the video. Thought it went well. Like all fired up. My boy edits it. Uh, send it in because they wanted to see it first before we post anything. They they liked it, but they thought it was too long. I cursed too much. They thought I was forcing it a little bit. So I was pretty I was pretty bummed, pretty disappointed. Still posted on my own, like personal. People liked it, but I mean, whenever something's like new and fresh, I didn't I didn't get too much into my head about it. I was like, oh, I appreciate people liking the feedback. So then I did another one the next week, ran it back again. We were playing Oklahoma and actually sucked because it was the one we got smoked by them. Yeah, I beat them the year before. Right. In yeah. Oklahoma. And. I did the video then, made it shorter. I played kind of a joke on how Baker got arrested. People, they liked that one. So when I sent that in, they liked it. It was good. Got to post it. And then they sent like a whole, they sent, put me in this like big email with like all the viceroys, like basically posted the video and it was like, and basically it was text at the time. We don't, I guess we don't really speak about him anymore, but he was who was running the program at the time. Yeah. And he sent this email to all the viceroy accounts, like hundreds of them. Being like, yo, like you guys need to start doing shit like this. Like this is like what it is. And I was like, damn, like I was, I was very unaware until basically that moment that no one had ever done anything like that before. Yeah. So then kept it rolling. Like it was going good. It was doing these like once a week, doing the video every week. It was going well. Actually, I think it was after that because I predicted the score so badly that week. 
I like I think I had like a nice span where like three or four weeks in a row, I predicted the score like almost to a T. Like I, wow. I don't think I could ever do it again. It was crazy. And they were good and people liked them, they were funny, it was working. And then a lot of other people started doing videos. I guess like they weren't really working as much. So I'd gotten to the point where the second semester, I basically was the only kid that was like allowed to do like original videos and stuff. So I'm thinking like, all right, I'm like in my head, I'm like, this is working out. Like they're liking it. Like kids at the headquarters like it. I had a few guys like reaching out to me from the headquarters, like a couple of the Viceroy guys, like Tommy Smokes. With this time, this was like before Tommy Smokes was Tommy Smokes. Yeah. This was like right before his like March Madness run. Right. A few guys that sit over in their section were like, yo, like Za, where they were like, yo, like every time you put a video, we stop and watch it. Yeah. And I was like, damn. So like maybe I was like, shit's going well. Like this is good. So I think it was like, I, I believe it was February. And I knew, like, in, like I knew at some point I was going to get an opportunity to interview for an internship, whether it was like end of semester, whether it was social media, whatever it was. I knew at some point I was going to get a chance. And I'm from New York, so for me, it's like okay. not as bad. Like, it's not. I don't have to fly across the country. I grew up 45 minutes north of New York City. Very familiar. Like for me, it's hopping on a train, bada bing, bada boom. I'm there. So I think it was February. I was I was writing a paper, and I like I had finished it super late, crammed it, like printed it out. It just got to class. The teacher was kind of a hard ass, a sport research class. So I got in, like, handed the paper, like, got there, like, a minute, like, right before the class started, sat down, and didn't really look at my phone the whole class. Then pull it out, like, right when I leave, and it's a text from what I thought was Gaz at the time. And it's just like, oh, like, we're like, I forget. Basically, it just was like, oh, like, we, we've been liking what you've been doing, whatever. Like, we'd like you to come in for an interview, like, as soon as possible. Like, let's, like, work it out. So in my head, my heart's pounded. I'm like, yo, like, this is it. Like, they're giving me the call to the big leagues. Like, yep. no way they want me to come in in, like, the middle of February if they're not about to offer me, like, a job. So I'm, like, psyched. I'm showing, like, all my best friends, like, back home. But boy, Sean, if it was on my videos, like, all my friends at, like, the, my fraternity, they're all, like, psyched for me. Like, no one's thinking anything of it. Like, no one's thinking. Because no one, I mean, obviously, after there's so many red flags, like the green, it was, like, green bubbles. Like, I never talked to them personally. Like, Text never said anything to me. So there definitely were a ton of red flags. But I yeah. think when you're so like, when you have the blinders on, I really like, I'd gotten in some trouble in my past. So I think like I knew I was really like, had put all the chips in on this. Like I was like, I'm really going for this. Like, this is what I want to do. Like, if this doesn't work out, I don't know what I'm going to do, but that doesn't matter right now. Like I'm going for it. Yeah. So in my brain, I'm just like, this is it. Like I got it. Like this is, I'm going to go in there and sell the, sell the hell out of myself. So plan a day. I believe it actually was President's Day. So I basically spend basically all the money I have, buy a plane ticket home, go home, take a train in that morning. I think, I think it was February 20th. It was a Monday. And I'm at the door waiting. So in the old office, there's like, you can go right in. But since it was President's Day, there was no one like in the lobby, like no right. door person. So the door was just closed. So I'm there for maybe like two seconds. I'm in Hawaiian shirt shorts. It's like 20 degrees outside, whole shtick, like just ready to go. And then Tommy Smokes and Jack Mack walk up, who I both I met them both personally before. Cause I came in for like a uh during the fall, the viceroy guy was like, yo, like if you ever home, like if you ever home for a weekend, wanted to just come in. Like come in, we're in. So I came in, so I knew a few of them. So they let me in. They they're familiar with me. They let me in. I take up the elevator with them. Then I I Gaz is where his old desk was, was kind of right by the door. So I go up, like shake his hand, whatever. He kind of just like shakes my hand, like I'm just like, oh, like I'll go wait over here. Cause I knew I was early. He wasn't like too, too, um, like he didn't like make like a, like a face that would make me think he didn't know who I was, but 
I think he might have knew who I was, but I think he kind of was just like, yeah, yeah, like, nice to meet you. Right. So I was a little thrown by it, but I was like, oh, like, I'm early, like, he's busy, whatever. So I was like, oh, I'll go talk to these guys. I go sit over, like, by that table with, like, Zah and Tommy and all these guys, talk to them a little bit. And then Tex is talking, he's like, oh, like, what are you doing here? So I tell him, he goes talk to Gaz. I'm, it's one of those, when he went to talk to Gaz, I started having, like, the feeling. Like, I kind of just had the instinct. I felt it. I was like, something's just, like, not right. Right. Then he comes back. He's like, yo, like, let me talk to you in this room for a second. Drops the bomb on me. So I'm kind of just sitting there, and in my head, I'm like, God, I'm much like, I almost had, was having, even though I was, like, obviously upset about it, I kind of just had, like, this smile, because I just was, like, laughing at myself. I was like, dude, I'm such an idiot. Yeah. I was like, how dumb could I possibly be? Like, I, because then it's all hit me at once. I'm like, damn, like, I literally, like, all the text messages, I bought a plane ticket, got on the plane, flew my ass here, took a train in, like, walked all the way here. I'm in shorts. It's February. 20 degrees outside. I'm just like, what did I do? So he's asking me. I'm, like, showing him kind of the messages we exchanged back and forth. He's telling me, he's like, yeah, like, obviously, that's not Gas's number. Like, yeah, those are green bubbles. Like, you idiot. He has an iPhone. Yeah. I'm just like, I don't know, dude. I'm like, yeah, I'm an idiot. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, what do you think I should do? Like, should I go, like, should I, should I like try to approach Dave? Should I like just wait another time? Like, what do you think I should do? And he's, he was like, he was like, if I were you, I'd probably just dip. So I was like, all right, like that, like no questions asked, kind of just walked out. Didn't think much of it. So then I'm on the train home and I'm literally like, not literally, but I'm literally thinking about jumping off that train. Like, I'm just like, dude, this is the worst yeah. thing ever. It's all setting in. I'm just like, oh my God. I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm such a fucking idiot. Like, I'm such a loser. I was like, everyone's going to make fun of me. But in my head, so I also leading up to it when I'm walking in, I used to do these videos called the Morning Mac, where there were kind of these little like inspirational little mm -hmm. videos, get your day started. So I made this whole thing like being like, oh, like today's the day, like conquer and make your dreams come true. Like this is because I'm thinking that I'm like, this is it. Like, like the kids getting the call to the big leagues. So then I'm thinking after this, all this going through my head, and I'm like, damn, like I need to like address this before like it it like grabs me. So I do this video when I get finally get back to my car at the train station. Basically, just even though I kind of wasn't feeling this, I kind of like put on my best face and just said like, basically like, fuck it, like, this only makes me stronger. Like, my balls just got bigger. Like, from watching this, like, anyone who was hating, like, can basically keep hating. Like, fuck it, like, I'm still here. Like, it's not getting me down. And I think I'm not here today without that video because I think that video is what made Dave like me and take an interest in me. Yeah. And I think that was like the. I think that was my. I think that ended up being my real interview was that like post video. Because then it was the biggest roller coaster day because I'm high as hell in the morning. Then I'm low as can be, like, get on the train on the way home. And then out of nowhere, so Tex was kind of telling me, like, on the train ride home, he was like, yo, this is going to be good for you. Like, they're going to write a blog about it. Like, it's going to be funny. Take it in stride. So I'm kind of like, okay, I'm, but I'm still not, like, that positive about it. I'm like, okay, but, like, yeah, whatever. And then I forget what time it was, probably maybe 6, 7, 8, later in the day, Dave posts a blog saying like must read like yeah all this like my my picture from one of my videos is like the cover of the video with the catfish like logo yep. around it was oh funny. my gosh and and i'm just like wow so then i read the blog and basically jack maggot wrote this whole blog being like super super positive about me he was a fan of mine like he appreciated that i worked really hard what i was trying to do so i think that helped me a lot too because dave was obviously at the time like unfamiliar with me completely right and the people that did know me did speak like relatively highly of me so he wrote this kind of whole blog, like, more. He just knew a lot more about me. So then Dave kind of put, like, this is Jack Mack's blog. Like, he kind of just added stuff at the end. Kind of said, obviously, I didn't know all the characters involved. So he kind of put some of my content in there, put, like, some videos, like, told the whole story. 
And then Dave kind of put it at the end, like, yeah, like, like just like besides the fact that he's like a, he's an idiot and he's a Yankees fan, an Ohio State fan. Like, I love everything about this kid. I remember when I read that sentence, I was just like, my heart just because I'm I'm such a big fan of him. Like, I'm just like looking up to this guy, like him, Kevin, Dan, all these guys, and like especially KFC was like spoke so positive about me on the radio. On the every time he spoke about me, like just said he thought I was charismatic, thought I was good on camera, like just had some spunk, whatever. So I really like that, and especially because KFC was the first person I ever read at Barstool. Being a New York guy, like basically all I found out about Barstool was I started seeing some of his tweets get retweeted on my Twitter. Mm -hmm. And that was how I first kind of got introduced to it. So for him to kind of be like, for him to speak like that about me, I was like just blown away, like hearing him on the radio, whatever. So then he's like, at the end, he just says in the blog, he just is like, Frankie, like hit up, like hit up Big Ev, like tell him to come in for like a real interview. So then Frankie DMs me on Instagram, like follows me and DMs me like probably 20 minutes after I read it. And he's like, yo, like Dave, like really wants to come in for an interview. Like, let's like work it out, whatever. So I'm like, of course. Right. And then I'm just like, oh my God, like everyone's blown. All my friends are blowing my phone up. All these people are messaging me on Twitter. They're like, yo, like all, even people from, from kind of like Barstool reaching out to me. Like I remember like Hubs reached out to me, like Francis reached out to me. A few people reached out to me. And I was just like, oh man, like this is like, this is crazy. This ended up just the roller coaster just being down, like up, or I mean up, down, and then back up again. I was like, because then everyone's telling me, they're like, this is, trust me, like this is the best thing that's going to ever happen to you. Wow. Like, this is what's just going to put you on the radar. So then, yeah, they end up kind of the interview kept getting pushed back, pushed back. Finally, they just had me kind of come in when like all the other um, vice were coming in. But for them, like they, I was the only one that was, I guess, was interviewing for like a content position, so to say. Mm -hmm. And then, so remember Dave, so the, every, they were all meeting with like Gaz and other people. I was the only one that was supposed to meet with like Dave himself. So I come back in, sticks back, shorts, a line shirt. Thank God this time it was in like, I think like March or like. Yeah, a little like, better. Yeah, a little warmer. <laughs> so he ends up, he was super busy, which like now I'm being in the office with him, I know he's like always so busy just because he does so much like content, but he, Dave, he just handles so much business stuff as well. Right. So he is just like around the clock working. So then it kept, they kept being like, oh, he'll meet with you a half hour. He'll meet with you in like half hour. Then finally I was on the second floor just waiting before it was like super packed out. He comes downstairs. He kind of, he sees me, he just stops, like shakes my hand. He's like, I have like looking good. I'm like, appreciate it. He walks by, and then Gaz grabs me, pulls me in a room. He's like, well, <clears throat> he's just like, well, Dave wants you here. So, like, if you want an internship, like, you got it. And I'm like, well, yes. Like, yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. So he's like, all right, like, he's like, all right, like, we'll work out all the details. But he's like, you'll get paid, like, this much, with this much, whatever. I was like, dude, he could have paid me nothing. I would have been there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, sure, sure, sure. Sounds good. And then, so that was really it. And then, yeah, kind of like the rest is history, I guess. So I was just kind of an intern that whole summer working my ass off and kind yeah. of just trying to work my way up since then. Wow. So so what's so beautiful, what I love the most about that story is, and I think, you know, while we're young and you hear a lot of people who've become successful or gotten to where they want to be, or at least on the track to where they want to be, is at one point they're naive or, you know, maybe not necessarily catfished like you were, but, you know, having the blinders on and, that na and the naiveness and whoever, I don't know if you ever found out who was, who was sending you these texts, but at the end of the day, that's part of your story. That's part of your journey. And it all worked out. And in the moment, you know, those lows, I mean, you can look back on them and laugh them now because look where you're at. And that's the most beautiful part of the story. You know, if you were, you know, if you were overthinking it or, you know, you were too skeptical, if you didn't have those blinders on, you would have never gone. You would have just call, called the bluff on it. And yeah, you would have been right in the moment, but you maybe wouldn't be where you're at right now. And I think that's what's so awesome about it. 
No, I appreciate it. I know that's definitely, you hit it, you hit the nail on the head. Like it's because even he kind of, Dave kind of wrote this in the blog. Like, he was kind of like this, like, like he kind of loved kind of like the, like sort of this blind confidence that I had at the right. time where I just was like, like, I was like, Oh, like, of course, of course, they, of course they want me. Like why wouldn't kind of thing like, oh, yeah. which kind of was how I was feeling. Cause the fact, cause it was kind of maybe a month or two after they had basically cut pretty much everyone off from doing content in the Bicer program, but me. So part of that, I was kind of feeling myself a little bit. Like I was like, damn, like I kind of was the only one who like passed that test, so to speak. So I was a little bit, and like, not that it was getting in my head or anything, but just on campus, like it started really getting crazy where people are always like asking for pictures. Like you're at the bar, everyone's trying to talk to you. By the second semester, I'm walking to class. Like it's like a lot of the kids know who I am. Right. And stuff like that. So I'm really like, I think all of that was coming out. I was like, damn, like it's like, it's working. Like people like what I'm doing. Like everywhere I go, like people are saying like positive things about me to my face whatever so i'm like this is like i'm like shit is like going well and this is working out so i mean what are you gonna do i mean the biggest the biggest thing i think i took from your story is how fucking pissed i would be if i spent so much however much money on a plane ticket and then rode a bus into the city and got there and they're like yeah you just got catfished i would have been so fucking bad dude it, dude i it was it was one of those things where honestly i haven't gotten too i haven't opened up to too many people about this besides like close friends it was funny because at the time, like, I was, like, feeling so, so low. But even though, like, I did get brought back by, like, obviously Dave writing the blog, getting asked to come in for, like, a real interview, like, a real opportunity, for a while there, I definitely still was in a pretty, like, I don't want to say, like, too, too dark of a place, but I definitely was in, like, a Kind of, you had your guard up. It, it, definitely, it definitely knocked down my confidence a few notches where I was really feeling myself. It definitely kind of pulled the rug out from under me where I was, like, it definitely made me start to question myself some for sure. But I definitely, I think I've gotten past that since then. But at the time, it definitely made me feel a little, I see, I knew that coming into the office, I was going to really have to prove myself because now I had this, like now people kind of, people knew me and they didn't know any of their interns. And I would say they, they knew me for maybe good, maybe bad. Like it was a weird, because there also, I don't know, there was also some, some other stuff that happened before I got hired where <clears throat> I'd gotten in trouble at my old college. I went to Coast Carolina. I got arrested for selling weed. I got kicked out of college. And on mug, they have this thing on mug. So down in South Carolina, it's public record. And they have this thing called mugshots.com. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. Yeah. Where they basically post like, all the mugshots, everything. And what happened was they basically use, it's not real charges. They put like a blanket statement of charges. So under mine, it was obviously I was selling weed, but it was like, it was like distributing, selling, like manufacturing schedule one two three four five drugs this drug that drug that drug and one of them was like a roofie oh gosh so someone on reddit like sabotaged me and like sent it into them was like yo like this kid was selling date rape drugs in college so then i remember it was maybe april or may text reached out to me called me and i was like one it was like midday like three in the afternoon and he's like yo like tell me the truth like what happened with all this and they're like, dude, like I, we, cause I, he knew about it already. I told him what happened like way before that. Like, yeah. So I told him like, yo, like, I swear to God, it was weed. I've never even seen a roofie in my life or my mother's life. Like, I'm like, I don't know what's like, so I'm trying to explain to him all this. He's like, send me the paperwork. Like, thank God my dad had saved all the paperwork from it. I sent it all to him. Like, yo, like it says very clear right here. Like did like possession distribution. That's it. Of yeah. marijuana. Just right. marijuana. Yeah. So then, so then. It was a whole thing where basically I didn't even really know at the time, but I, I thought after I kind of cleared myself with that, I was good. But to them, my kind of hiring was like in limbo, whether they're going to give me the internship or not. But no one had told me not to come in. 
So I come in the first day of the internship and I'm, I'm in there for maybe 20 minutes. And basically, well, actually what happened was they kept, they kept basically saying, all right, like, you got to talk to Dave, got to talk to Dave. Kept getting pushed back, kept getting pushed back. It never happened. Finally, like, internship day one comes around. So I'm like, all right, like, no one's told me not to come. Like, I'm going. Yeah. So I show up. All the other interns show up. And they, so, like, I'm there for, like, 10, 15 minutes. And YP just kind of comes over, like, when he was doing suicides, he just, like, sticks a camera in my face. And he's like, dude, like, what are you doing here? And I'm like, here for my internship. Like, yeah. just waiting to talk to Dave. Like, not really realizing that they're on the other side being like, what the fuck is this kid doing here? Yeah. Right. Like, so then finally that day, like, I get to talk to Dave. I, sp- I tell him the dead honest truth. I tell him everything that happened. I'm like, yo, I have the paperwork. I have it. So text, like, print. Ha- he had it from his email. He prints it out, brings it up to the office when I'm talking to Dave. And this is actually all documented. I believe it's, if I remember correctly, it's like Sewell Scenes episode, like, 65 or something okay. like that. And it's like, and they literally has our entire meeting. Like, he, like, right. it was so crazy because I remember I sit down and YP goes in the room with the camera and Dave's like, I don't really know if I want you to film this. And he's right. kind of like, whatever. Like, we don't want to use it. Like, we'll just scrap it. Yeah. So he filmed our whole conversation. I'm speaking like from the bottom of my heart. I'm like, this is what happened. This, this, this. Brings up the paperwork. He shows, right? He was like, right here. He's like, possession is food and marijuana. I'm like, yes, like, that's it. Like, I, I promise you that is it. Yeah. That's all that happened. So he's like, all right. He's like, listen. He was like, I like you. Like, I'm, I'm good with you saying it. If Erica's good with it, you got to talk to her first, though. So then I end up talking to her. I think the next afternoon, and she just kind of says to me, like, I'm good with it. Like, it's the truth. Like, you just, yes. just keep your nose clean. Like I would say to anyone else, like, right. But you especially, like, keep your nose clean. I'm like, I got you. Like, promise. Right. And then that was really it. I kind of, I just busted my ass all summer. Like, was working like 60, 70 hours a week, fucking doing whatever I was going in early. I was helping produce the, or not produce. I was kind of like. I was basically screen calls, do like write-ups of like notes what they what they talked about in the show yeah. for the act. So that was the seven. So I was there. I was, and then sometimes I'd be there even later. I started doing like fat guy facts at that time. So I would say even after that and like film those two. Yep. But I first started before like Barstool kind of picked it up as a segment. So I was doing like 10, 12 hour days, sleeping on my buddy's couch in Brooklyn, like just commuting, right. and just going home on the weekends and just did that really all summer until they offered me the full-time job in like, I guess it was August. Wow. And that was really it. It was crazy. Cause even then, like, it was funny. Cause I was, I was doing a lot of different things. I was running, I was basically running the fifth year account by myself going through like a million DMs a day, doing like a few different things, doing basically whatever anyone needed. I was running coffees, like whatever anyone needed, I was doing it. And then I had to meet with Dave and Dave, he does an Nantucket trip. He was gone for most of the summer. So I sit down with him and he's like, yeah, basically like you need meeting contracts up. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm contracts up. He's like, so what have you been doing? He's like, I, he's like, I don't really know, honestly, what you've been doing. Like right. I've seen some of the videos whenever he had me on radio a few times. That was really it. Oh, and I was hosting sometimes on Fridays, just filling and stuff. But um, so I basically just pitched my heart to him. I'm like, yo, like, this is what it is. Like show him all the ideas, things I'd done all summer, all this and that. So then he's like, all right, like, he's like, good talk kind of thing. Like, I'll let you know. So I'm downstairs and I'm just sitting at the intern table like I always am. Kind of still, it's been like maybe one or two days. So I'm still kind of just in limbo. I'm just waiting to see what's going to happen. And they're having a meeting in the downstairs. They kind of have these like glass meeting rooms. Mm -hmm. So they're having a meeting and then Gaz kind of pops out and he's like, yo, like come in here. So I go in and it's like, I think it was Dave, Big Cat, um, Frankie, Casey, Gaz, that might have been it. Maybe one other person. I can't remember. Maybe maybe one of the sales, like, business people because it's a sponsored show. Mm-hmm. And I remember I kind of just walk in, 
And Dave just looks at me. It was very like anticlimactic. He's just like, you got a job, take a seat. You're on the college football show. Wow. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> and I'm just like, there was no like, there was no resounding clap. It was just like, sit down. We're like, we're having a meeting now. Right. Time roll. All right. Yeah. So then it's funny how the seat, how like the table was set up. When Dave used to do the goalie challenges, yep. there was the like the goalie net. Literally, yeah. the goal was in the room, and it was like backwards, like facing the wall. Yep. So obviously, the metal kind of like it's like out. So it was it was in a position right behind like one of the head of the table chairs that they like wanted me to sit in, where just kind of just kind of was the open seat. And I'm pulling it out, and since the goalie thing's behind it, there's not enough room for my big ass to sit down in it, like sit down in the chair in front of the table. So I remember I pulled it out like twice and so I couldn't sit in it. I just pushed it back in and I just stood there because I was so like nervous. Right. I was just like, fuck, like, yeah. and, then, and then literally they're like, yo, like just move the seat over. There's going to be like a 45 minute meeting. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you bet. Yeah. Like, All right. And then I think just kind of like Casey, I think just grabbed the seat, like pulled it over and I just like went and like sat in it. Right. But in so your then, head, in your head, if that chair hits the goalie net and it makes too large of a ting, your, your job is gone. You're done. It, it wasn't even, I don't even think it was that. It was just, I was like so, it was just such like a whirlwind at once. Right. I was just like, my heart's pounding. I'm like, holy shit. Like I got a job. Yeah. And then, and then also I'm kind of looking around this room and I'm like, I'm just thinking, I'm like, I'm in a room. I'm like, this is like Dave. Big Cat, Casey, Frankie, and me in a room. I was like, what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. Like, what am I doing in this room? Like, I'm, there's one person that sticks out in this room that doesn't fit. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, my God. So then, obviously, they pull me in. Once I sat down, I calmed down a little bit because then it got in meeting mode. So then kind of more the uh, the light kind of flicks on. I'm, like, taking notes because they're, they're like, all right, like, you're going to be kind of like the fifth guy. You're going to you're gonna be like, you're going to have the, you're not going to be on the whole show. You're going to have segments you come in and out for. Mm -hmm. You're going to do this, that. You're going to run the social media account for it. So I'm like, yeah. all right. They're telling me notes to do, like, things we're going to do. I'm taking notes on my phone, yep. yada, yada. And then still kind of the whole time, I'm like, I'm, but I'm still thinking in my head. I'm like, damn, like, this is so crazy. Like, I can't wait to call my dad when I get out of this room. Like, this, yeah. this is just, like, wild just being in this room. And then, yeah, that was kind of, I mean, that was kind of, I guess that was the story of actually, like, getting hired. Right. But, yeah, and that whole fall was just, like, such a whirlwind, like, just getting to do the show. That's like the only show they fly private for. So like right. a couple months later, like I'm 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 on a private plane with with like these this same group of people. And I'm just like, man, this is crazy. Cause I remember actually I'll tell this story too. So the yeah. first live show we did, we went to Michigan. It was Michigan, Wisconsin. It was we had this big like, I didn't know until like, I think it was the day before we left. Dave was like, you're going to be the crowd guy. I think you'd be good in there. It'd be funny. Right. So he's like, we're going to put you in the crowd with a mic and a camera and you're going to do your, your stuff from there. And then go on the stage, like, at the end of the show and do your thing at the end. And I was like, all right, like, sounds good. So I, I've never done anything like that in my life. Like, I'm not some, like, broadcast journalism major. Like, I've no, I have no experience. Yep, like, we're, we're right with you. <laughs> and then I'm like, all right, I guess, like, we'll see how this goes. So we fly there private, like, get there. Like, we get, like, we had a good, we had a real good time the night before. Got shit-faced in all the bars. Like, had a good time. The game wasn't until, like, the next night, so... Kind of then that whole next morning, me and Spider running around doing errands. We used to do like this, uh, this like game day, like sign segment. So I'm getting all those prepared, doing all this stuff. Finally get back. We have like an Airbnb with like a big, like just parking lot type thing, like right outside the stadium. So there's a ton of people there. I go inside the house. We're kind of just gambling on games, like drinking a couple beers, like watching whatever. And then at one point I go upstairs and no one told me that this was happening. But um, so I go upstairs, I go to the bathroom, I come downstairs. I knew they were friends, but I didn't know he was just going to be here. I come downstairs and Blake Griffin's just sitting on the couch. 
What? <laughs> him and Big Cat are like boys, whatever. Yeah, this time. Blake of the Year. He played for the Pistons, so I put, right. I'm like, oh, my head, like, yeah, fuck, he plays for the... And he he right. kind of like just started playing. I'm like, oh, he plays for the Pistons now. Like, Detroit, we're in Michigan. Like, yep. this makes sense. So he's with all his boys, and Big Cat being like the good guy that he is, like, I don't even say nothing. He like, he kind of sees my eyes like light up a little bit when I just like, I walk down, I just see him sitting there. And obviously he knows, like, I've never met anybody like this. Like, a few people come in as an intern, I guess a lot of people come in, but like they tell us basically don't like, right. don't approach people. Don't like I had never asked anyone for a picture, anyone for an autograph. Yeah. Well, never autograph. No pictures, nothing. Yeah. So he like, Dan, he's like, yo, like, he's like, oh, like this is like, he's like, Blake, this is like Evan. Like he's on, he's like this big Ev, like he's on the show with us. Yeah. So he like shakes my hand, whatever, like say what's good. So he's uh -huh. all these guys, so it's like genuine guys. Like he didn't have to do that. Like, right. He like, he immediately like noticed that he was, you know, like this is someone who definitely would appreciate meeting Blake Griffin right now. Right. Like, Oh, yeah. uh, so I'm finding myself like and now I'm in this house with this group and Blake Griffin and like all his crew and I'm just talking to a few of like Blake Griffin's boys we're doing beers whatever get ready for the show finally it's showtime I go out I'm playing my whole shtick like I'm wearing the I'm wearing the Ohio State jacket of course at a Wisconsin Michigan game so I walk in it's a massive crowd just a huge crowd I finally get my earpiece in give me the mic like all business Pete's kind of give me the rundown he's like listen like you have an earpiece. I can talk to you. I, you, I cannot hear you. He's like, you can hear me. I cannot hear you. So like, you just got to take what I say and go with it. Like get to where like Frankie will talk to you too. He'll tell you like where he wants you kind of thing. So then I go out in the crowd. I get the things like this is your camera guy. Like he's got this massive jumbo camera with all these wires. And there's this other guy who's kind of like security, just like holding the wires. He's got like, they're going to be with you. Like just get out there. Like just get in the middle. So I walk, so I go to the crowd and immediately they're all like, oh, like, fuck this guy. Like, yeah. And I don't know what, I've always been kind of a person like, I'm pretty mellow, but I just, I get fired up really easily. So there was kind of a moment I just had where I was like, I was like, I got to just like lean into this. Like, I'm the Ohio State guy here. Like, they both don't like me. Right. So I'm like, I think something about me, I was just like, fuck Michigan and fuck Wisconsin. Like, we're going to kick both your asses this season. <laughs> I think some people thought they were like, this kid is so crazy that I kind of like it. Yeah. So then I kind of won a bunch of them over. But then I walk in and there was this one kid that was like really like starting to like kind of give me a hard time about it. He's like talking shit. I'm kind of talking shit back to him. We're going back and forth. Then he kind of gives me like, he gives me like kind of like, an, like a passive aggressive like shoulder, shoulder, like nudge, like pretty hard. So I turn around and I kind of like shove him and I'm like, yo, like, he was like, if you, I was like, you want a problem, like, take a shot, sweetheart. Like, tap my chin. But uh -huh. Thinking in my head, I'm like, damn, like, this is the first time I'm doing this. Like, am I about to get into a fist fight before the show even starts? Right. Like, in the middle of this crowd, like, this is not going to be good. So the kid backs off. And then the guy who was holding the wires, I guess he was like sort of security. He kind of just like tapped me and he was like, yo, like, he was like, I got your back. Like, you're good. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, like, we're good. So then, yeah, the show went on. And then I do my segment. It comes back to then, like, go back to them, comes back to me again. And the guy next to me, he just has, like, a dizzy bat. He's like, yo, you want to do a dizzy bat? So this is completely, like, oh, oh, whatever. I'm like, I'm like, fuck it. Like, I'll do a dizzy bat. So they bring it on me. I do the dizzy bat. I just throw after, like, I can't, like, I can't swing the bat or anything. The crowd's, like, massive. Right. So I just throw the can in the air, start going nuts. Like, I think I just went over the crowd. Like, they start going crazy. They love it. And then show ends, whatever, like show, probably that was probably the middle of the show. Blake was like the guest picker on the show. Yeah. Then did, did like a segment where I go on stage, kind of give like our lock, like top tens, whatever, bottom ten. I used to wear like the first season of the show when I was on, I wear like the sandwich board, for like the people's like top ten, bottom ten. Yeah. And then just start throwing merch in the crowd. 
So then that was kind of how the show would end. So I go back in the house after, and I'm or actually, well, before I went back in, Frankie grabs me and he's like, yo, like you murdered it. And I kind of was so like, I didn't really like realize that I had done like, well, I kind of just like, I kind of just like, I wanna say I got blacked out, but I kind of just like, was just in the zone. Like I kind of just went with it. And then I go back in the house and Dave sees me turn around. He's like, Ev, great job. And he like never gives attaboys. And everyone like told me that that was one thing, even like months before that, like he never gives attaboys. So when he kind of gave me the the verbal ass slap, I kind of was like, damn, like I must've did pretty good. And I think that was kind of like the, I think that was definitely like a catalyst moment for me at Barstow where in my head, it finally, at least, at least like maybe like 1%, I was like, okay, like maybe I do belong here. Like maybe like I have something like I can like keep going forward. And then that kind of kept being a thing throughout the show. Like the live shows were definitely where like I shine in, especially that like show. And I think that kind of parlayed it into like me getting like more opportunities and like doing some more things, like making like me become like a bigger part of the live show and that kind of thing. So that definitely was like a huge moment for me, I guess, in like my Barstool career. That was definitely like the leapfrog, I think, moment. For sure. Where is the favorite place that you've gone and done the Barstool football show other than Ohio State? What's been your favorite place to go to? Probably, probably Wisconsin. Yeah. Wisconsin. So we went there this year. That was definitely, that was definitely, that was again, that was Wisconsin, Michigan at Wisconsin. This okay. Time. That was definitely the best crowd. Obviously no brainer. You have Dave and Big Cat, like you have the Michigan, Wisconsin guy. Right. But that also, that was like the coolest like campus. I thought it like the nicest. It's on the water. Oh yeah. Like the bars, like the bar scene was really cool. Like we went out the night before, had a good time. So it probably was constant. We went there been in Michigan. We went to Cle- Clemson was cool. Yeah. We went to, we didn't get to, so we did the largest cocktail party, but like, it's not in a college town. It's in Jacksonville. Yeah. But that was still like a cool environment to be in. Yep. So yeah, probably, yeah, probably Wisconsin. Wisconsin was sick. Yeah. Bad. I have a, uh, I have a proposal for you now. You take this and you do whatever you want, but I don't know if you know this, but I play college football. Okay. I play for a D2 school in Ohio, Tiffin University. Tiffin University. Yep. 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 The hat. I don't know. Didn't see that. But if you guys want to come and do a, a dragon game day, <laughs> you just let me know and I'll make sure the red carpet's laid out. Okay. So it's funny. So this, this past year, we were going to do the Cortica Jug, which is a D3 game. Okay. It's actually like the longest running rivalry in like the history of college football, like over yeah. 100 years. And it's funny because when I, when I got kicked out of Coastal, between when I went there and when I went to Ohio State, I went to Cortland for a semester. So I was like pretty familiar. It's like two hours, like two, three hours north of like Bumblefuck, New York, like upstate New York. Yeah. And we were going to do it there, but they moved it to MetLife where the mm-hmm. Giants and Jets play. And they would not give us like tailgate space because it's so like packed out. They yeah. wouldn't let, and it basically, if you're not in the parking lot, it's like basically off the highway. So like, it's, there's not really like a place to do it. You know, that's what, so I mean, we're definitely like, we're open to the small schools. That unfortunately just didn't work out for us, but you never know. I know they've thought about trying to do some stuff. There had been some discussions. I don't know how like serious they got or whatever about going like super out west to like North Dakota or doing like one of these other, like doing like a Mount Union type or like one nice. of those, yeah. like the powerhouse D3 schools. Like one right. of those. Yeah. Mount Union fucking crazy. Those are so crazy. That's what I've heard. That's what I know there have been like some discussion about, I don't know how serious, but about like trying to maybe do one right. at a school like that or similar. So yeah. you never know. 
Not a couple of games, we'll see. Well, I have a more realistic option. If you want to come out west, I'm at Arizona State. It might be a little oh. – so, I mean, th- that might – I, mean, I, 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 I hate to one-up Tiffin like that. I love that. the beach. I'm a, I'm a pool guy. I love the beach, love the pool. I love well, the good weather. No beach, but we got plenty of pools, and they're, they're open works. for business. Pools are good. Yeah, so, okay, I love – that. that was amazing. We got all that barstool stuff taken care of. But now we're getting down to the real part of the conversation because my producer, Snowman, here was telling me – he was listening to your latest episode and you guys were talking about school lunches back in the day. And we are just so honored and so happy that we're all on the same page here in regards to the chicken patty sandwich. Thank you. The chicken now, patty, man. Okay, so we Thank had the so options much. in high school where we could get the spicy chicken patty. I, now, let me tell you my concoction here. So we do, I would do the spicy chicken patty. Then they had like a mustard mayo mix. And then they gave you the cheesy mashed potatoes. I'd put all of that together. Did you ever did you ever get creative with not only the entrees but the sides to make it into sort of a uh, to, co- to quote quick kicking and screaming a mega person? So no, we did. So at my school, I know Jetski in our podcast has talked about at his school you could get spicy. Yeah. Ours there was not a spicy option, just normal mm. chicken patty. Gotcha. But it was the option every day, which he didn't have. Ours. Oh. If you didn't like, yeah. if you don't like what the school lunch was having, you could get yeah. a chicken patty every single wow. day. So it's chicken really patty was yeah. chicken patty was like all rock, like it was a staple. Like that's like hard hat lunch pail lunch school lunch. <laughs> yep. You could always fall back on chicken patty. So nothing creative. We didn't have the cheese and potatoes. Mm. I would usually put a slice of cheese on it. Got to. I'm a huge cheese guy. Cheese makes mm. everything better, in my opinion. Yep. So nothing too crazy. Just slap a slice of cheese on there. That was about it. But chicken patty is just like rock, just rock solid. Mm. Another one for us, too, and we loved it. And it was usually dangerous during football season because they would always serve it on Fridays. But it was just impossible to skip uh, chicken <laughs> finger wrap. Yep. We, I don't think we – so we did have times – we did have a meals where we served – they didn't serve chicken tenders, mm-hmm. but we didn't have, I don't believe, I'm, I'm trying to remember, maybe we did. Okay. We might, I, now that I'm like thinking about it, we might have had a chicken patty wrap with just some like lettuce and cheese, little ranch maybe on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just, I don't know what it was. We just got so excited for it and they always served it on Fridays and they'd give you, you know, the little tortillas and you could once again get spicy. So they throw the spicy tenders in there. But then again, they had like this chipotle, like Southwest sauce that you could put on there. It was okay. just, I mean, it was just great. You couldn't beat it. So are you are you an Ohio guy as well? No, I'm still out in Arizona. I, I, I'm where, out where here. Where are you from, though? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm from Ohio. I'm okay, from Ohio. Okay. Yeah, we're yeah. both from Mansfield. You know, it's only like 40 minutes from Columbus. Uh, okay, from that's my. I'm at my my girlfriend lives in Fairborn. Okay, so that's yeah, where I'm. That's where I'm at right now. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. Dayton area. No, okay, yeah, that's like, yeah, it's like cool. two hours from here, from where we're, or from where I'm at. I'm at home because of quarantine, right, or else yeah, I'd yeah. be up at up at school. And he's obviously out at ASU. Right. How is it up with you? With um, are you done or you got you got years left? You're no, no, I, I have one more year yeah, left. Um, I just finished up my junior year, so I, I came in as a receiver and a quarterback, and then my sophomore year, or my redshirt freshman year, our kicker tore his hamstring off the bone, basically, sure. and I had played like soccer my whole life, you know, soccer, football, baseball, everything. And so I'm like, Hey guys, I, I can kick probably. So I, I've been the kicker the last three or the last two years oh, no going into my senior year. Yeah. So if you ever tell, or if you ever see PFT, tell them that the real, like I'm the real Mr. 35, like no, no joke. I don't kick anything outside of 35 yards and I'm deadly accurate. I was, time. I was just going to ask you, what's the longest you made in the game? I, my, I hit a career long this past season. And it was actually a 41-yarder. 
Let's go. All right. I love that. There we go. But see, as long as you talk to the four, you're good. You're pretty legit. Yeah. See, I always in got in game situation. And I always right. got to humble him because when we were in high school and played football together, he was the holder. And then I was the kicker and punter, and I won special teams player of the year. So we, I basically taught him yeah. everything he knows. All right. I got, I got one more year left. One more year left to chase the, the GMAC conference special teams player of the year. There you go. But I did get, I did get uh, all league honors this last year. There you go. Oh, let's go. Congrats. Crazy. He's killing Let it. Let me ask you this. Not, not to get too off. What, um, I'm just curious. Someone who, like, talking to someone that plays college football right now. Yeah. What, what is it like with the, with the team right now with, like, the kind of, like, so, season? So, yeah. Um, we actually, like right now, we just finished our finals week this past week and that week is like a no contact period. And then, so now that we're in the summer, basically starting this week, it's also no contact for basically the whole summer. But, uh, I think I came home on March 16th and our spring ball was supposed to start March 14th. And we basically had a meeting that day and they were like, uh, everything's basically canceled. Spring balls canceled. You guys can stay here. And so, like, me and all my buddies I live with, we were going to just stay on campus and uh, lift and, you know, do our shit. And they closed the weight rooms down, all the gyms and stuff. So we basically all just went home, and we were doing Zoom meetings like this, uh, like basically doing our spring ball over, you know, camera Zoom meetings and doing stuff like that because I am a kicker, but I'm – so I want to coach college football when I'm done. And so technically I'm a quarterback right now. So I do all the quarterback stuff. And so we would have our quarterback meetings, you know, over zoom and going over, you know, installs and stuff like that. But yeah, it was definitely very, very different than what we normally be doing. So right now, like regardless, you just wouldn't be talking to anybody. No, no, no right now we're, we don't do anything it, just cause I mean, it's a summer anyway. We, we only have from March to, you know, the end of April to do our mm-hmm. spring season stuff. But, okay. Yeah. I'm, dude, I'm hoping, I'm hoping as much as anybody. People yeah, I, I know. I want my, you know, my last year. I don't want to stay for a fifth year. I want to, you know, get into GA in somewhere. Like, I don't, I don't want to have to stay and, you know, do my fourth year as a fifth year. But I mean, depending on what happens, we'll see what happens. See yeah, how it goes. Hopefully, we got we got Korean baseball back. So yeah, I saw that. <laughs> right. We had something to bet on. I don't know if you guys are betting men, but yeah. I'm jacked up for that. I got. I, 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 got the, the, I think they're called the DC something. I know NC NC Dinos tonight at one a.m. Oh yeah, the Dinos. That's that's legit. What's, that's who I bet on. That's who I got tonight. That's what right. I am. There you didn't, go. Didn't like rugby just not shut down at all? Like. Wouldn't like Australian rugby, probably. They're, dude, rugby. They're savages, dude. They, they, they don't give a shit about Corona. Nope. No. Yeah. I, I want to ask you before we, you know, cut, as we're winding down here, I want to ask you, you know, you've been blogging about your workout regimen, hernia surgery, probably going to set you back a little bit, but we know you're going to come back stronger. Are you afraid that if you get too shredded, it might be what people say, the Jonah Hill effect, maybe you won't be as funny. But at the same time, my theory is Jonah Hill kind of debunked that, opened up the doors. He's kind of like Steph Curry and the Warriors. <laughs> They start shooting threes. Now everyone's shooting threes. And now Jonah Hill can go back and forth. He can be super bad Jonah Hill. He can be 21 Jump Street Jonah Hill. And then he can go to War Dogs Jonah Hill and then bring it back. And he is still across the board as entertaining, as funny, as talented. Do you think you can do the same? I think so. So with me, like, 
I don't think I could ever get to like super thin even. So I have this app that I got, I bought this like scale that is an app that comes with it where it kind of does all like your BMI, body yep. fat, like all these yeah. kind of like bonus detailed stuff. And it says like my, my zero, like if I had absolutely zero fat on my body, I'm about like 5'10", 5'11". If I have absolutely zero, like zero fat on my body, it said I could only get to like 165. Wow. Which there's definitely plenty of people that are 5'10 and like under 165. Oh, yeah. So I'm naturally like pretty, I guess I have pretty big shoulders. I'm pretty broad. I couldn't imagine myself being like much smaller than like, I mean, like I was trying to say in the video today, like I haven't been under 300 pounds since I was like 17. And I'm right there right now. I was 304.5 this morning. So I'm feeling good. There you go. But I think I don't, I couldn't see myself getting much lower than like, I don't want to sell myself short. I'm going to say like 250, like 240. Cause when I, like when I was like, there was a point I'd lost some weight my senior year of high school and I got down to like probably like 245, 250. And then I looked like a different person. I looked pretty thin. So I couldn't, obviously I was still like a big guy, but definitely not nearly as yeah. heavy as I am right now. Gotcha. But I mean, I couldn't, I, I, I mean, I definitely couldn't see myself being under 200 pounds. Mm -hmm. I just think I would look weird. So, I mean, I'll go with you. Like, like 21 Jump Street, Jonah Hill is still funny. Yeah. He's thin, he's, he's thin for him, but he's still, like, a little, like, chubby-ish. Right. He's not so Channing Tatum. Like, that's where – I think that's where I like to fall in that, like, maybe a little bigger than, like, he was. Like, that if I could fall in that 240, 250 range, like, I would say 250 is kind of like – the goal from where I started, that would have been dropping like 80, 85 pounds. Yeah. I mean, if I get down to 250, I'm still like a big guy. Like no one said, if you're 5'10", 250, you're still a heavy set dude. But yeah. you're like, but being where I was at, so then I, I think but, that guy facts and fat guy content still plays at 5'10", 5'11", sure. 250. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you feel a hell of a lot better too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm used to, I, mean, I mean, there was a point in time, like when we were in the old office, there was a scale in there. There was a point in time I was up to like, like 370 at one wow. point like i was big big so i mean i kind of lost some weight gradually like without really trying i think i definitely was like trying but i wasn't really working out i kind of just started like in my head i just was, like i'm going to start eating like a lot less yeah so yeah. i think some weight got off me on that when i started this like weight loss thing i was like well my first day i started when i was at my parents house my scale goes only, only goes up to 330 it couldn't weigh me but then about like i think like the third day it could so I believe when I started, I was around like 331, 332. Maybe it was the second day, but yeah, like 331, 332. So I mean, I definitely kind of fluctuated a lot over the years, but I've been under 300 since high school. So the goal, I said the goal that it was like, this is going to be the week. Like I have to get the surgery on Thursday. I'm still going to work out that morning. So maybe Thursday, Friday, hopefully I can get it done. We'll love I it good yep and we're all huge sports fans here we love watching sports I, I just want to quickly ask you about my I think my favorite video ever at Barstool when you guys had during the MLB playoffs when you guys had to watch Ellie Schnitt do the play-by-play -play and couldn't watch the screen now it was a Yankees game game your fans I'm sure some people were there that had money on the game as well and obviously those are high stakes. It's playoff baseball. It's October. Every pitcher on the edge of your seat and you can't watch it. And you have Ellie Schnitt who has no idea about baseball. And it was so genius for her to do it. It was the best thing I've ever seen. It was such great content. And, you know, it's one thing if you had like who was coming in, White Sox, Dave or whoever it was. At least he knows yeah. baseball. Yeah. Maybe you have a better picture in your head. But Ellie, she's like, oh, it's really high. It's really far. And you guys are asking, is there a commercial? That's the only way you know if the inning ends. What was that like? Was it torture? Was it literally being like hung from your toenails? So for me, 
it was funny because at first a little backstory if you like i don't know if you watched from the very beginning even when they turned out white Sox game we have this awesome dude in our office who's a social media guy named joey langone okay so, like literally the nicest dude in the world really good dude he like totally leans, so he has he has a really bad stutter mm-hmm. totally leans into it totally owns it like just like he's the stutter guy it's yeah. all good married has kids like great dude genuinely great dude so but he has so they were gonna have him and ellie do it together which like sounds bad but it was funny but so the problem was he started drinking before it started oh no wait ev ev we can't hear you did you hit your mic You might have muted yourself. Hold on. I don't. Oh, there, there you're back. We, we didn't hear you for the last few seconds, but I think we should be good now. All right. So Joey, like, so he's when he gets a few drinks in him, his stutter goes away. Yeah, so we had a guy like that. I got you, Joey. Yeah, I got. Yeah, F F froze on us. I'm not sure what happened. My internet connection is good. Yeah, mine too. I could hear him that whole time that you were. Yeah, see, he cut out on me a little bit. Let's see. He's totally frozen on my end. Is he frozen on yours? All right, we are back, and then gonna get the let's see, full screen recording going, and we're back. Okay, so you were telling the story, um, the social media guy who's doing who had the stutter, but when he drinks, the stutter goes away. We know a guy mm-hmm. like that too. Got super drunk, senior party was like, I was so blacked out last night. I lit, my speech impediment lit, went away. It's the funniest thing ever. But anyways, yeah, you were saying him and Ellie uh, were doing it uh, for the game. Yep, so they were doing it. And then, so, his, obviously, his stutter's gone. And he knows baseball really well. So he's, like, he's literally turned on his announcer voice. And he's, like, in the pitch, like, three, two, count. Like, put out his whole thing. And then immediately, Gaz kind of goes to Dave. And he's, like, yo, like, he's speaking way too good. We, yeah. we got to get him the fuck off the stream. Like, it's not going to work. Yeah. Because he, obviously, he's a huge Mets fan. Like, he's just telling us exactly what's happening. So yeah. Joey gets Joey gets booted off. So Ellie's got to go solo. So then, really, my approach was, like, I just was like, yo, like, getting mad is, like, not, like, we can't just sit there and just yell at her because then, like, we have no idea what she's saying. Everyone's getting all frustrated. So I kind of, like, I've always been, I think one of my best traits that I've always had is I'm pretty observant, and I think I'm pretty good at, like, reading people and kind of understanding people. So I was like, what would, I was like, how would I describe baseball if I've never watched a baseball game? That was kind of how I tried to, like, get in her shoes and figure it out. So... It was funny because by like the second inning, I kind of like figured out she had certain like terminology that meant like certain things because she would be like, oh, he caught the ball. And then they would be like, oh, like who caught it? Like, is it out? Like, was it? And I'm like, and I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, someone who's ever watched baseball, like, that's just the catcher. Like, she threw it and the catcher just caught the ball. Like, <laughs> that no one swung that or like swung and missed or whatever. Yeah. 
So I'm like, all right, like, and she's like, and she make these, or she make these certain patients be like, ooh, uh, uh, no, nothing. nothing happened. I'd be like, oh, that's a foul ball. Yep. And then you kind of just, I kind of just figured it out. So then they kind of, I kind of became like the Ellie whisperer. And it was, it was so funny. Cause then like all these people, like they're sending her money. And then she appreciated that I was the one trying to listen to her. So she plugged my account. So by the time I got my phone back and they said, I got sent like 400 bucks from them all. I was fired up. Wow. And so then the whole game, I'm just kind of became like the Ellie whisperer. So then they're kind of looking at me, like what she said for like a little bit. And I'm kind right. of there, like this. And then, so that was when I think I was maybe me or Marty. One of us was the person who figured out like, the commercial, maybe even Frankie said someone was like, is it commercial? And that was when these were like, it's a commercial. And it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, get out of the end and get out of the gym, whatever. So it was like, it was the wildest thing that I would never want to do again. Mm -hmm. But just because like, but at the same time we lost. So it was almost better to like, not have to like sit there and like watch through it. But it definitely made the game like super, super long. And then by like the sixth, seventh inning, she's getting bored as hell there's like outs happening that she's just not telling us about. <laughs> and we're just like, yo, what is going on? Like it's the ALCS. Yeah. Right. Like we're, we're all freaking out. Like we're like, yo, this is to go to the world series. And like, we didn't know what the fuck's happening. Right now. <laughs> this is, this is Yankees baseball. Like we got a team that can win it all. Like we need to know this shit. Yeah. In, my, in my head, even though they ended up losing in my head, I'm like, yo, this is the world series. Like I'm like the winner of the series is going to win the next series. Right. Obviously right. it happened, but in our heads, we're like, this is it. Like this is, might as well be like game, whatever it was, game four. I forgot what game was, whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, but it was such like a whirlwind. But once like we kind of got in the groove, we started figuring out. But also it was so funny because like so many things happened in that game that you like, that never happened. Like I think the one actually Moe depicted it like super well. Literally, like it was a rundown between, I think it was between home and third base. Oh gosh. And we were able to decipher that. And there was also the, the home plate umpire got hurt. Oh, yeah. Hit by a pitch. And I remember, like, she's like, there's a man in the field in a suit. And we're like, what yeah. the fuck is going on? Is somebody's dad? On the field. I'm like, what is happening? And then, so, like, after another inning, I think then finally, like, KFC or somebody was just like, yo, like, the, or maybe it might have even been his brother, Brent Clancy, was just like, yo, like, the, like fucking crazy. The, the home plate umpire got hurt because they're like, oh, like now another guy's putting on gear, and we're like, yo, what is happening? And they're like, oh, like they had to make like whatever, like first base or third base, whatever. Like he had to like step behind home plate and right. do like the rest of the game because I think they got hit in the head or something. Right. So we're just yeah. like, yo, this is all the shit that's happened that like happens like once like every like blue moon. Right. And somehow happens in the ALCS while Ellie shit is like trying to tell us what the fuck's going on in this baseball game. But that was just like a whirlwind, but that was probably like the best stream in like the history of Barstool. Oh, yeah. Like one, of, like one of them was definitely up there. So, I mean, the social clips from that were crazy. So, I mean, it was all worked out. It's all about the content, but ne definitely never left a mess at a game after a stream ever again, no doubt. Yeah. All right. Well, before we wrap up here, Big Ev, what is next for you? Obviously, you have the college football show going on. You're going to continue hopefully. to blog, yeah, you know, and, and, and blog, you know, and obviously, you know, you say hopefully there because we have all this coronavirus stuff. If, you know, things do go according to plan and we can kind of get back to regularly scheduled program uh, in just terms of life, um, you know, wh where do you hope to go? Where do you, you know, hope to grow? Obviously, the future is unknown and, you know, things could pop up tomorrow that, you know, never crossed your mind up until that moment. Um, but, you know, where would you like to, to be, you know, long-term or even, even short-term down the road? Well, I'd say this year, I mean, if everything goes back to plan, 
I mean, the TikToks are going to keep coming. That's definitely been big for me. So the TikToks are going to keep coming. Once I get back working out the weight loss videos, I really like doing the inspiration. I love like the motivation. I love like so many people have just like just an overwhelming amount of people have reached out about it and just keep saying like they've lost weight or they've gained weight and they want to start losing weight. They've been working out, doing all the workouts I'm doing, this and that. I've got them off the couch. So, I mean, I definitely, I've always had like a thing for that. And I think I'm good at like, I think I'm good at like putting my words together in like a motivating, but like relatable kind of way. Just because I think I've been through so much in my life and I was like, I've been heavy my whole life. I know what it's like to like lose some weight, gain it, like be heavy, like all that, like whatever. So definitely doing that kind of stuff, the weight loss stuff. I mean, once we get the gambling back, like the barstool bets, all that was definitely a big part of my job doing the streams, gambling content, gambling blogs. So definitely more of that kind of stuff. Cosmo shows back, hopefully. So I'll be traveling around a ton, doing all that kind of stuff. Um, Fat Guy Facts is also going to come back in some capacity, a little, little, little different format than it was. It actually was going to kind of start getting, I was like working on putting it back together, like right before all like this quarantine stuff kind of happened, Corona happened. So that's going to come back in some capacity too. So definitely more videos, more blogs, hopefully college football shows back. That's definitely my favorite thing I do is a college football show. So, I mean, hopefully our Buckeyes are back in the final four. We'll see. This year was devastating, but that yeah. was one of the that Clemson game was probably one of the most crushing losses I've had in my life. Yeah, that was yeah, that was gnarly. That was insane. We want me and Joey watched that together, man. Sure that was uh I mean, like we were I don't like no one can tell me anything. That Ohio State team is ten times better than that Clemson team. I'm not even guaranteeing that we beat LSU in the championship, but right. that team is so much better than that Clemson team. I, know I mean, all it did it totally so much came better. down to totally came down to the fact that we kicked fucking what like three field goals in yeah. the first half. And, yeah, one thousand percent. I remember I tweeted the yep. first drive when they drove right down their throats, and then yep. they kick a field goal on like the five yard line, four yard line. I'm like, this is like we don't beat Clemson kicking field goals in the five. It was dude. It was but, just but so many still, little but plays even like we that. Still should have. And right. when. The targeting call was like, eh, like I get it. Like they, I don't know. That wasn't even the call. That if the, he was standing straight up, if Lawrence was standing uh, straight yes, up. Yes, he, that's the he thing that is he ducked into it. But I will say, I do think it was relatively, probably relatively consistent with calls that were made throughout the year. Right. right. The fumble that uh, Fuller runs for a touchdown, that's yeah. bullshit. Yeah. That, that was the fumble. 100%. That more than anything, that was it. But kicking the field goals, like we're definitely to blame for the loss. Even with that, we still should we still should win the game. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, JK, JK drops that touchdown. Screen pass, yeah, yeah. yeah wide open. I hated like I hate even bringing that up because he had such a good game. Exactly. And we yeah. like we we lose that game with if he's not on the team. Yep. Like he like the one he like he just played oh he played out of his mind. And like yep. just the way he hurts the ankle he's still and, yeah out. still power it's like five ten yards of pop even after the ankle he's still grinding like i love that guy that guy's a warrior i yes. actually it was funny i was i was in a tweet to him one time and he liked it i was i would always fuck around a little bit with him because i was like i was i was horrible at math i put off math my whole college career i was a 23 year old last like second semester senior taking college algebra and he was a freshman we were in the same class <laughs> it's crazy just to see like see him as like a freshman then and now like him be on the Ravens and all that like yeah crazy like kind of friendly with like some of the guys it's been crazy to see like a few of them get drafted and shit but that dude's oh, yeah. an absolute warrior so I even like I don't thought you bring it up I always hate to bring it up in the discussion because that right. dude's an absolute warrior no yeah, yeah I totally agree totally agree with you there 
Yeah, well, hey, Big Ev, Double Vodka Don, your wifey's favorite big boy, all, all the titles, everything. Uh, we thank you for taking, you know, we did over an hour here. We thank you for taking the time. This was this was really fun um, and just hope, you know, everything gets back to normal. Hope, you know, you and your family, loved ones, girlfriend, all that stuff continue to stay safe, healthy, and, and feeling well through all these crazy times. It was a blast, guys. Appreciate you guys. Thank Same you. Yep. Same to the fam. Hopefully you're playing football. Hopefully you're yep. back probably with beautiful women in Arizona State. <laughs> I'm wishing you guys the best. I wish I could be in your guys' shoes. Thanks, man. Young. Cherish it. Cherish it. Thanks, Big yep. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed that interview. Thanks to producer Snowman. Thanks to our very special guest, Big Ev, Double Vodka Don of Barstool Sports. Really appreciate him taking the time. He was super fun to talk to, super nice guy. Hope you guys enjoyed as much as we did. And of course, most importantly, thank you to you, the listener, for continuing to listen and support this podcast. The Joseph Board Podcast, available on YouTube, Apple, and Spotify. Please like, subscribe, share, rate, and review. And I will talk to you guys on Monday.